Hey friends, welcome back to the Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and today we have special guest speaker, Louise Alma. Uh, Louise is a friend of mine from online, and she's coming on to talk with us today. She is a software project manager by day and an information publisher by night. Her specialty is project management and workflow optimization. She takes messy situations and transforms them into organized workflow systems, usually with the help of a software tool. Now, she has a passion, absolute passion for constant stimulation. And this is something that led into her magazine called Launch Magazine. So today she's going to be telling us about it. She's going to be sharing with us how she figured out her passion and turned her passion into purpose. Let's get into it, shall we? All right, friends, I told you we had my friend Louise Alma here today. I'm super stoked for you guys to get to hear from her. Louise, thank you for taking time out of your day to be here with us and talk with us and share with us your story. I'm super excited to hear about it and have my audience hear about it as well. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, We're going to talk about, I want us to start with talking about the Elizabethtown Publishing Company project that you have going on. So if you would tell us what that is, what that's about, why it's important to you, what you're doing with it, all of the juicy details. Yeah, thank you. So I think my story begins in 2018 when I turned 50. And I guess I'm a cliche because I thought it would be nothing. I would roll into my 50s with no difficulty. Uh, But it was like a little chip or chasm was created in my life. And as I turned 50 and the clock turned over, suddenly time just seemed to be um, so precious. I had never really taken, I never really thought of time as being that precious before. There was always another year, another decade. And suddenly everything just felt like it was so pressing. And that was concerning because, first of all, my family was getting older, both my parents and my my younger family, and it felt like that time was pressing. But then also my career trajectory, I I could see the end of it. Um, And I knew that I didn't have enough of a career trajectory to sort out my financial future in time. And so that that caused a bunch of panic. So I went looking online. Uh, not really sure what to do because I had done a very traditional career to this point and I didn't know like what else can I do uh, to make some money to help myself out and I landed on this guy named Bob Proctor so do you know who Bob Proctor is the name is familiar because I read a lot but I can't put like why right off the top of my head today so he would be probably one of the oldest um, gurus of prosperity teaching or self-help teaching. He was in The Secret. Okay. He has even back okay. then, he had white okay. hair. Yes. Okay. okay. So I found him and I believe you attract what you're looking for. So I found him somehow and he had this and he still has this book on his website called You Were Born Rich. So I downloaded that book and I started reading it and I had no idea what this was all about. Like I'm a software development project manager by trade, right? Things like vibrations and law of attraction and visualization and manifestation are not words in our vocabulary. Right. So I read like it affirmation all summer. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do not put that into one of your stand-ups. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, so I, I didn't really know what I thought about him. And I thought, this is all crap. But he had a couple of different conferences that fall and I attended via live stream and I just kept listening like something I was just attracted to this. And he had a part has a partner who was a lawyer and that probably sparked harder for me because I'm like, ah, 
she was a lawyer. She had a professional career and she believes this stuff. And she says it's transformed her life. So what happened at one of these seminars is that they kept raving about this book by Jean Viev Birand called Your Invisible Power. I'm still really foggy and all this stuff. So at that time I thought, you know, I'll go see if it's on Amazon and I'll buy it and maybe it'll make some sense to me. Right. When I got to Amazon, there was tons of copies. There were there was all these different variations of everything. Um, and I like that doesn't make any sense. How can there be multiple like authors, multiple copies, multiple covers? And that led me down what I would call my Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole. And I discovered public domain content. This was I didn't realize that books come out of copyright after about just under a hundred years, at least in, in the US they do. Right. And so I thought, oh, well, maybe I could publish this book myself. Um, if other people are publishing it and they're selling it on Amazon, maybe I could. So I was going to do that. And then I somehow stumbled on her publisher who was who was called Elizabeth Town. And oops, my light just went off. Can you still see me? Yeah, you're okay with the mask. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry about that. And um, and so I was like, I, I just stumbled into this whole world and I found this manuscript called 53 Experiences with New Thought. And I loved it. It was all these little stories from her magazine of people who were just talking about how they had tried out this kind of new thinking and changed their life. It was from like the 1910s and the 1915s, you think a lot of poverty, little education little health care so i decided to publish that book and that would be the beginning of my entire story i think because that whole experience opened me up to trying something completely new finding people on upwork to help me out figuring out how to publish on amazon uh, just broke through all sorts of mental barriers for me and then i realized oh she had an entire like she was she was an extraordinary woman she published a magazine for 53 years. She published like probably thousands of books. And so I just, for me, there's something so delightful about republishing words that have died. I don't know how else to say that, right? Like it's like history. It's like yes. you're, you're just sharing history and making sure it's continuing on. That's a great way to think about that. Yes. So I just felt so honored when I was able to publish this book. And I, I even wondered if, you know, she had relatives or something around, but I, I didn't really know how to search for that. And it was just, which is an honor to publish that. So that's taken me really at the beginning of my, my absolute love of publishing. So I will pause there because I talked a lot. Sorry about that. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. So so for me to understand this correctly, and in case anybody that's listening has questions, so you were able to go and find a manuscript from an author from a hundred years back who had posted and, and not posted, but had written and published all of this amazing work. The copyright was up. And so then you were able to then go and republish it for the next hundred years. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. I got to tell you, if anybody out there likes publishing or loves publishing, there is an extraordinary body of work out there that's in the public domain, not only books, um, art, music, it's, it's, if you like vintage stuff, it's just fascinating. And to see these words that people crafted so long ago and to realize that 
old themes are still relevant today. We still struggle with the same stuff, even with technology. Right, right. When we get down to the bare basics, like the struggles are still the same now yeah. as back then. Okay, that is amazing. So I'm thinking how I want to reword this next question for you here. So you do this, so you did this for that one for the Elizabethtown Publishing Company project. Um, are you doing that with any other works? Like, do you, so is that what you do on a regular basis is go and research and find the stuff that's gone out of copyright that, that vibes with you, that resonates and calls to you to, hey, publish me, republish oh me. Is that how you're doing things? Or was this like just a one-time deal on this particular project? Well, when I published it, you know, I had dreams of, you know, people finding me, but it turns out that nobody finds you on Amazon, just your family and friends find you on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so after all my family and friends were forced to buy this book, you know, um, I realized that this is going to be a love passion of mine, a long term lifetime project. But I don't think this is the thing that's going to sort out my financial future. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But I took that. Um, I. Um, and one of the leaping stones from there was that I needed to create a little website to showcase my book. That led me into discovering a digital marketing platform that I really liked. And then um, that opened up some new doors because I started listening to some new webinars. And then that led me to really, I guess, what would be my life's other part of work, which is um, systems, workflow optimization systems. Well, that sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. For someone who knows how important backend systems are in running a business, I'm like, yes, somebody's talking about it. <laughs> Thank you. It's not boring at all. It's not boring at all. Okay, well, so backing up from the the backend systems and stuff there. Um, so doing this with the um, the Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth Town Project. I hope I said that right. My notes are not pulling up for me all the way here. Um, so that led into you doing your own publishing company, Alma Press. Is that what you're talking about for what you decided to do with the website and stuff? Is that what that is? Or is that something different? Uh, so yes, uh, I created a, a publishing company called Alma Press. So I'm super excited. I am a publisher. Uh, I love mm -hmm. saying that out loud. And so out of that has sprung a number of different arms as I try to explore, well, what do I wanna be a publisher of? So I started out by trying to figure out, okay, well, what is more, what do people need these days? If, um, if I have a passion for business and I have a love for knowledge and stuff like that, I decided I would try creating somebody called booster books for uh, solopreneurs. So just okay. small books. And because I have ADD, I have trouble staying engaged with stuff. And so what I did is I created these little booster books and they would teach us a specific topic, but they would have like work, workbook sections. They would have questions and answers and they would have um, fill in the blanks and crossword puzzles and stuff like that, just to help people like myself, because a lot of entrepreneurs have ADD, get more engaged in the content. And so I published those through my Alma Press um, company. And... I wasn't so like, they were fun. But then as soon as I published it, I would be done. Like the, the piece I struggled with is I loved creating it, but I didn't love marketing it. Right. 
And which I think a lot of people run into, right? Like I'm a photographer. I love to take pictures, but I don't like to do marketing and advertising. I'm a salesperson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's interesting. Maybe we're, that. we're all on one side or the other, really. <laughs> You're either so good at it or you're not. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I did my, I call these booster books and I did those for a while, but I kept asking myself, if you were to get up at 5 a.m. every day for the rest of your life and do this, would you do this? I was like, no, it, that, it, it was something and it was fun, but it didn't strike me at my core. So then I tried doing uh, printables. So those are like where you buy kind of a, a planner, a, a, a diary, a journal, and then you republish those on Amazon. Because now I've got this experience on Amazon. So I tried that. Mm, that was fun. But again, didn't really check a lot of boxes. So I felt like I was kind of circling around. Like uh, here I have, I published some vintage content. I've now published some booster books. I've published some, um, some planners. It still just didn't feel like I had really found my... I don't know, my, my bullseye. Right. And through all of this, I kept asking, what would you love, Louise? And what I would love is I wanted to launch a magazine, but I said it's impossible because magazines are immense amounts of work and content and editors and publishers and everything. It's just so much work. On a regular basis because it repeats. Yes, that's right. It's just <laughs> yes, it's cyclical all the time. And, and I watch The Devil Wears Prada. So, you know, I know like it's a lot right. of work. <laughs> But by now, I've been studying Bob Proctor for a couple of years, and, you know, I believe you attract what you really want. And so this summer, amazingly, I stumbled across this opportunity. This company out of the UK publishes a monthly magazine focuses on making money online, and they give you the rights to repurpose the content any way you want. And so I bought a subscription to that, and I bought the back catalog of their content, and I was like, this is it. And so this fall and this summer, this fall, I started crafting my own version of a magazine, trying to tell my voice, my story. And so the first issue, it's called Launch Magazine, Making Money Online. And it's very much focused on helping solopreneurs build systems. So that's my background, right? Helping people build systems. Every corporation needs lots of really effective systems and so do solopreneurs, right? It's a, it's right. a critical piece for us to make our businesses strong. And so that's what I'm doing. I've done a couple of issues now. I keep, um, I'm learning each time, but I love it. So this is my answer, right? Like I hope just like my, you know, my dead mentor, Elizabeth Town, she published for 53 years her magazine. So I'm like, I don't think I've got 53 years, but I, this is my, this is my core piece that I, I hope to do for many years. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, so, all right. You, you are, you have the vintage stuff. You've got your Alma press, you've got your magazine, um, your magazine, where would people, if, if people that were listening wanted to find out more about that, where would they find that at? Ah, thank you for asking. So they can go to prosperityleap.com and they can just click on the magazine link there so again that's prosperityleap.com magazine is right there and i use this little fun app that allows me to surface a pdf right on the website so they can actually flip right through the magazine and see it right there 
And if they want to download a copy, they can sign up. The magazine is free. It's my goal to make the digital copy free forever. I just philosophically, that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and so it's basically, I would encourage anybody who's interested, go and check the magazine out. I know it probably isn't going to resonate with everybody. So it's like, the, do you connect with my tone and my style and how I'm teaching about systems? What I like to do is I have case studies in there. I have, I love case studies, the whole idea of how somebody has gone and created a little business and I'll break it down into their little system steps. Or in there, you might find me um, breaking out like maybe some ideas for goal setting or an interview with a, a marketing expert, but they're all, I believe in the power of stories to transform just like you're doing here, right? Stories transform us. And so what I try to do is pick articles that have a story woven through it as well as a system. Okay. okay. I love that. And I'll make sure that I get all those links from you and I have those in the episode details so that the people Thank that are you. listening in will be able to find them super easy. So I would love to hear how all of this has helped you develop the philosophy that you have around paid education. Ooh. Tell us what that is and how it all came about into this for us. Yes. So um, I mentioned at the beginning, I turned 50, had a panic attack and I was scrambling and I was listening to everything I could possibly listen to online. And over and over again, I heard, you know, you need to quit your job. Like you need to be into this full time. You can't do this part time if you're going to make a success of yourself. And I would always hear people say, oh, I got rid of my J-O-B and now I have this fabulous, you know, life. I'm living in the Bahamas and this kind of stuff. And it, it, my psyche just kept absorbing that and saying, I'm making a mistake. I'm wasting all this time. I, I need to not be working. I need to be doing this full time, generating these multiple income streams. But I couldn't. I had a lot of financial commitments at that time. I still do. I needed to cash flow my life. So there, I, I, by the time you hit my age, you just have lots of obligations. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so I just, I struggled so much with that. And it, it took a couple of years and a couple of tweaks in my own career until I started to realize, now, wait a minute, you know, being an entrepreneur is hard, hard, hard work. It's not the magic. I live on the Bahamas and I drink, you know, Mahas all day kind of deal. It's hard work. You're an entrepreneur, you know. Yeah, uh, I, always, I always tease and say people think, oh, I'm going to go into business for myself because I just can't handle the nine to five. And it's like, okay, have you really looked and realized that you're not, you're going from nine to five to 24 <laughs> seven? Like, are you okay with that? Because if you are, then okay, do it. But if you, if you're not, I don't think that some people realize, you know, depending on what you're doing, it's going to be 24 seven, like you said. So, yeah. Yes. And I, I hope I, that I want our listeners today to, to hear that so profoundly because there are no statutory holidays and paid vacation and all this yeah. kind of stuff. No paid maternity are... leave and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Nope. So when I, at some point I started to realize uh, within the past year, I think that, okay, I needed to reframe my life because I clearly needed to keep working. I needed the cash flow of my life. And I wasn't, as I, you know, I discovered through my Amazon sales and everything, 
I only have so many family and friends. I can't keep selling to family and friends. And it's going to take a long time to grow an audience. Like yeah. you've got to figure out what, who you are, and then you've got to build it and talk your story and stuff like that. So once I realized that, that this was a longer term trajectory and I settled back in, I made some tweaks in my career and I said, you know what? I'm going to rethink this. I'm going to reframe this so that my job isn't just something I go to to pay the bills. Surely there's a better way to merge these together. Right. And so I came up with this concept of paid education because um, in my career, my, my formal paid education opened the door, but everything I've learned, I've learned on the job. And I've had right. such amazing opportunities and I've learned such great technologies. And you, not only have I learned on the job, I paid to go to conferences, all this kind of stuff. And so when I started to reframe that whole story and say, well, maybe I can use this time that I am working in my career, but also figure out if the things I'm learning could be applied to my own business. So I call this dual learning. So everything now that I'm learning, I'm thinking, oh, sometimes I have like this two, this two perspective, like I'm observing how people interact and think, well, how would I manage my own team? Or how would I approach that if that was my own business? And because of this duality of thinking, all of a sudden I saw amazing opportunities. Like, like I'm a systems person and I was able all of a sudden to get into this extraordinary project, learning about this system. I got paid to learn this system, which I'm then gonna be able to go and teach to my own, um, my own customers. I didn't even have to pay to learn this. So this has been such a, a phenomenal change in perspective. And I, I, I wanted to share this with you and with your listeners because there are amazing gifts inside of a of a of an employee relationship um first of all it's like a it's a pull relationship right like you know like there must be some days where you're just exhausted and you're like ah oh, right I, I don't want to do something today so for me when I like have launched my my monthly magazine and I'm just drained I can go to work and someone else can tell me what to do and I don't have to keep pushing so right. sorry I talked that's the whole point of this. So don't apologize. I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. There, there is, there is, um, there is some relief in that. Um, I remember a couple years back, I worked at a gas station during the winter time because where we lived at during the winter photography business was slow. So I was working at the gas station and they wanted me to be the manager. And I was like, no, I don't want the responsibility. I have my own business. This is just a temporary part-time thing until the snow melts and then I'm gone back to my own business. It's just nice to be able to go in and work and not have to worry about making all of the decisions or like you just go in and do the job and you go home kind of thing. So there is some perks to that. I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. And I think sometimes because we all are exposed to sales push all day from people who have done it and they often gloss over how hard it was to get there yeah. we think our businesses our, our businesses which are like little seedlings we think they're like massive oak trees and they can't support us yet and if we ask them to support us when they're still seedlings we'll squash them right yeah i love that analogy i love that yeah. And, and it's true. People don't talk about the struggle. They don't talk about the endless nights, the missing family dinners or kids' activities, or, you know, having to work on a holiday 
or any of that kind of stuff to get the business going. And it does take time. It takes time if you're doing it right and you're building it authentically and for the right reasons, it does take time for things to grow. Of course, there's always that one in a million chance that you're just going to go viral and things are going to take off. And, you know, that's fantastic. But for most of us, it's a slow and steady process that has to happen. So I absolutely love that. I love that. So what are you doing with the paid education? Are you, so obviously you're learning stuff as you're doing things and then you're taking and applying that for your business with your clients and such, right? And how has that been affecting how things are going? Have you seen like a um, boost in productivity or in like what sort of positive things have you seen come from, from doing that, from implementing that? I think that that's a great question. I know I was probably caught you off guard. It just came to me. That's a great question. <laughs> so I think that, as I call this dual learning, that's where the clarity really came about. What's my mission? Because mm -hmm. I think, I'm sure for so many of your entrepreneurial listeners, entrepreneurialism is almost a way of being, but it's like trying to find your focus, your laser focus for what do you really want to do? Because we all love to do lots of things. And if we got ADD, then we love lots and lots and lots and lots of things. Right. And I think that as I... And as, as a reflection now, when I came to accept this paid education concept and, and working, I think that's when I came to realize that my secret sauce, what I love to do is this concept of systems and helping people build their backend systems that are going to support their business. Um, I think that's how that kind of merged in my head. And so now I'm starting to blend that into my um into my magazine. And then in about a year's time, I don't have any patience, but I've said, Louise, you must wait a year. I intend to launch a program that's going to take the systems I've been learning at work. I'm going to create a solopreneur version of them. I'm going to try them myself for a year and re really refine them. And so I can answer your question, which would be like, in a year's time, I can say by doing these systems, this is how my business was transformed. And then I hope to be able to offer that to my clients. I'm going to mark it on my calendar so you can come back and give us yeah. a too, so we can see. <laughs> I love that. Because I would love to see how that works. Like if, if there's um, what kind of feedback that you get on it, what kind of growth that you see from doing that, you know, like what happens with it. I think that that would be very interesting to find out. So I absolutely love that. All right. Well, let's see here. So my last question for you is going to be, so you do the launch magazine, which is the focus on the systems for solopreneurs. We talked about the paid education philosophy. You're doing the publishing. Um, you have on here that you um, are at this point probably considered expert status with Amazon publishing. So if there was anybody that wanted to do any things with that, they could reach out to you and get some help and guidance on that. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I have been through the school of Amazon hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> they do not budge. I, I wrote a really funny post in my, my subscribers last week because um, I tried to negotiate with Amazon by email until I realized that I think there was a robot that was answering all of my questions and was, you know, completely impervious to all of my emotional reasons why they should let this through. 
Um, they have a lot of restrictions and a lot of, they're obviously trying to make sure quality products go through. So good for them. Right. Um, it's just painful when you are trying to get yours through and this, they fail this and they fail this and they fail this and they fail this. So um, my specialty is helping people if they want to take their, their PDF or whatever they have and get it into a nice book format and getting up there. I don't yet have a good understanding of how to do keywords and all that kind of stuff. So it's still, I'm still the publishing person, but I wanted to just say if somebody's out there and they're in the process of getting ready to publish, because I think self-publishing is such a fabulous and liberating option, then please reach out to me. Um, support at prosperityleap.com. You can reach me there and I'd be happy to, um, this is all free. I'm not charging for this. Just reach out and I'd be happy to just share my knowledge and, you know, do what I can to help people. I'm, I'm not going to publish. I don't publish other people's stuff at this point, but I can certainly share. And okay. I do that because I have in the past three years absorbed immense amounts of pay uh, sorry free content from other people out there on the on the internet like many people have put out stuff and I have not been able to buy their programs and I've just you know absorbed their free content or read books and I just feel so grateful um, when I didn't have the funding to to invest in big programs I, I had all this opportunity like it's amazing what's available now and so this is part of my way of just saying thank you back to the universe um, so if somebody needs help I would be more than happy to just reach out a hand and help them take their first leap up. Yes. I love that. I love that. I'm all about that as well. I call it community over competition because everybody starts somewhere and everybody needs some sort of help at some point in the starting process of their journey. So I love that you are doing that. I love that. All right. I'm going to have you shift gears here now. I know that we've been talking about the publishing and, and the magazine and that stuff. And, and you're very passionate about that. I can tell that I'm going to have you shift gears and talk a little bit about your software project manager by day. Job. Oh, yes. Yes. My <laughs> you paid education. <laughs> what would you like to know? Well, let's see. You said you take messy situations and transform them into organized workflow systems, usually with the help of a software tool. So I'm curious as to um, so are you working for like a particular business? Do you have a particular type of clients that you take on for that? Um, is it like in the private sector, public sector? Like what, what is that all about for us? I work, um, I'm a professional project manager. So I work um, for companies. I don't usually do consulting work. I work inside of organizations. Okay. Uh, for a long time, I worked actually for software development companies that made software and I would help get their software out. I now have the privilege for the first time of working inside of a organization and working for an internal team. Uh, so I help internal divisions be able to um, improve their technology. And I'm really enjoying this at this time of my life because usually, and maybe you feel the same way sometimes, you have a client and you do a service for them and then they go off and that the relationship just ends. And so for this first time in my life, I now get to spend years helping teams just get better and better to see the software make changes in their lives and to see their eyes light up when I finally am able to solve a problem for them. So yeah, that's what I do. I, I listen and um, I'm able to synthesize problems. And because of my uh, 25 plus years in the software business, like 
like I went through university and I typed out my essays on a manual typewriter. Okay. Like, you know, I I've seen it all. I've grown up in the industry, um, but it's my privilege to just be able to use a lot of that experience um, to help internal organizations. And I, perhaps it's also given me a heart to understand how much a system can bring peace to people. I mean, we're all so overwhelmed in systems, although they don't sound sexy or exciting, a good system where things are organized and in place just brings such relief to people because everybody wants, yes, (laughs) they want to feel successful and they want to feel like they can do their job and they want to feel that they know what's going on. They don't like that feeling of chaos around them. And so that's part of my gift back to people and to, to my job and to my community. I love that. I love that. And I think systems are super important. I am not a big organization or a big software company or anything like that. I'm, I'm a little fish in a very big pond, but even I know the importance of having really good systems, having a really streamlined workflow and just the space to breathe that that allows you to take and have when you need it. So I love it. (laughs) Oh yes. That's such a great way to say the space to breathe. That is exactly what a great system does for you. Mm, I like you take time to breathe when you need to. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you have shared on here that we've got your Facebook link. And then you did put that your preferred way of contact is through email, right? Because you're not on social media often um, because you're busy doing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll make sure that I have your email listed and your, um, your Facebook, the Facebook link listed as well. Um, Is that Facebook link the one where the, that's not your main website one, right? The prosperityleap.com, is that the main website one? Um, I think so. You can tell that I'm not very good in social media. So uh, (laughs) yes, I have whatever I gave you is the only Facebook account I have. Um, But that's why I just, I grew up before social media. So I like email. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm going to tell you, I'm 46. So I'm, you're not that much older than me. Um, And as you said, all about that paid education stuff, I'm sure there's some people in that little pod group of people you're working with that could, um, could give you some pointers on stuff if you want. (gasps) You're never too old to learn new tricks is my point. I like that. Thank you for pointing that out to me. (laughs) I think I need to get on a social media project. That would solve some problems for me. It would, would because a lot of stuff can seem really overwhelming, but it's like, once you get the hang of it, like it's, you know, you can learn to navigate it. And then once you see um, how incredible it can be for your business, if you're trying to run a business or do something about being able to make those connections with people, all over the world, like it's, yes. it's amazing. And then that just makes you want to learn more and do it better and do it better and do it better. Um, it's been, it's kind of a necessary evil sometimes, but with the pandemic and all the crazy stuff going on in the world, a lot of people are shifting to social media stuff and being online more. So yeah. And when you come back next year to yes. let us know your results of stuff, I expect to hear an update on your social media. <laughs> Indeed. I like that. That's a fabulous challenge.
Sorry about that. Got distracted for a minute because the baby was asking questions with a mouthful of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to post this information onto the episode details. And of course, you know, if you have any questions about social media stuff, I would love to help you with things. Um, my dad is like the, the crankiest, crankiest old fart. And um <laughs> never ever thought that he would ever have like a cell phone that was not a flip phone let alone be on social media and and we've even got him on facebook and i don't take responsibility for that but he got on facebook um and he the, he started posting and my sisters and i were like oh my gosh like hell has frozen over what is he who gave him a phone <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun though and i forget what my point was in sharing that with you but it has been a joy to get to see you in person because we get to see each other here on the screen and to hear your story and all the fun, amazing things that you're doing. So thank you for taking your time out today, you know, of all of the things you have going on, because I know you said it's a busy day for you. Um, I would like to know if you have any final thoughts for anybody listening that is considering or thinking about doing any sort of publishing stuff, because I know that with the um, the software project management stuff, you said you're not doing consulting or anything like that, like you're set with that. So in regards to the publishing stuff, if anybody needed any help or was just starting or had questions, what would be your final tip or thought for anybody just getting started in that realm? Oh, it is a, an amazing space because you get, it's a way to craft your voice. Like in the world of so much information is disposable. Like uh, social media is, I, I take your point and I'm going to go and think about your social media point because that's good. <laughs> social media is that way to build an instant kind of relationship and, 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 and communication. But what lasts, like go to the library. What are the things you see? You see books. Um, uh, 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 publishing is a way to curate your, your thoughts and create something more permanent out of it. Whether you do it as a book or you do it as a magazine, and there's, it's like giving birth to something. It's a beautiful experience, thoughtful experience, creative, joyful experience. And so if anybody's interested, um, please reach out to me. I'd love to just have that conversation with you and support you. I love that. I had to unblur my background so that you could see. Oh, books. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. you're working. And so I had it all blurred, but I've got like a couple of rows of, of classic books because I, I, I wanted to make sure that I had like a home library for the kids, right? So I've got a couple of different sets of some older books. I've got like, you know, the Hardy Boys, um, some classics from school, you know, Moby Dick, that kind of stuff. I love books. Yeah, I love it. You know so I absolutely love that you're publishing it. That's why I was like, it's like, you're just, you're just republishing history and putting it back out there so it can continue forward, so... You know what I will do is I will unearth a couple of my links for these public domain sites. You need to tie a rope around your leg before you go in because you'll just be, it's like, it's like Wonderland if you like books. It's amazing <laughs> the content that's there, but you never know if somebody wants to start with publishing and they haven't written, they overwhelmed with writing something, go take something and honor somebody's work and revitalize it and add your own voice to it. So I'll send you some links and maybe some of your readers or your listeners would like that. I would love that. That would be awesome. Okay. That would be awesome. 
All right, Miss Louise. Well, thank you for being here. Listeners, thank you for being in here. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. As I said, I'm going to post all of her links into the episode details so that you will be able to access them, get in contact with her, ask her questions, go check out the magazine, like connect, do all of the things because that's what we're here for. So thank you for listening and we will hear you guys, see you guys next time. Hey friends, are we having fun yet? If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I'd ask for you to do a girl a solid. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button up there. Go ahead and turn on your notifications. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. If you would like to connect with me to say hi, to give me some topic ideas, or to come on as a guest speaker, please do. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X.